to another episode of the TTE podcast. And today I, I thought we'd do something a little different. Um, I was fortunate enough uh, to be provided with a, a series of questions that make you really think outside the box. So um, I thought I'd call two people um, that really know how to think outside the box and join me to walk through these uh, thought exercises, if you will, these hypotheticals, if you will. Um, so I've asked my brother and sister to join me uh, to walk through these through these questions and just kind of share exactly how they got <laughs> to the answer that they got. And these things are a little wild. So, um, Brian, Denise, how are you guys? Good. How are you doing? Great. <laughs> oh, we're really pumped up for these questions. I was, so. I was, I was going to say, I'm interested to know what these questions are because you have not told us what they are ahead of time. So we'll be hearing these in real yeah. time. Yes, and that's kind of the point. So a little context. So for my birthday, my sister was kind enough to get me um, a series of questions. They're called hypotheticals. They're by um, an author named Chuck Klosterman. So if you're familiar with Chuck Klosterman, he is someone who has a unique perspective on things. So what I'm going to do is provide you um, Chuck Klosterman's explanation of these questions. That way you guys have some context around what exactly these questions are. And then we're going to go from there. So with that, his explanation of the questions are as follows. Some people are extremely good at making small talk. These people are better known as idiots. These are the kind of humans who can talk to a stranger for 40 minutes without learning anything essential about who that stranger is. They talk about the weather and about other people, and they mention what kind of car they drive and how old their children are. They have conversations in public that are ultimately no different than silence in an empty room. I refuse to be that kind of person. I refuse to make small talk. I refuse. I don't care what the situation is or what the protocol is supposed to be. I see no value in asking someone a friendly, non-adversarial question if neither party cares what the answer is. Instead, I prefer to ask questions where the solution is irrelevant. I pose hypothetical questions where how one answers the query matters far more than the literal conclusion. There is no right answer to these questions, to these kinds of questions. The end never matters. What matters is how you get to the end. What matters is how you think, not what you think. The deck represents these, those questions. If these questions seem absurd or boorish or juvenile, that's totally fine. Don't read them and don't answer them. We don't need to be friends. We are the same. We are not the same. But if you want to find out who other people really are, these are the conversations you need to have. And you need to have them now. Prepare to become more interesting. And that is the context for these questions. So... Without further ado, Brian, Denise, are you guys ready for your first question? Always. Okay. So your first question is called the dress code. And the question is, there's some context before the question. So the context is this. You work in an office performing a job that you find satisfying and which compensates you adequately. Adequately. The company that employs you is suddenly purchased by an eccentric millionaire who plans to immediately raise each person's salary by 5% and 
and extend an extra week of vacation to all full-time employees. However, this new owner intends to enforce a somewhat radical dress code. Every day, men have to wear tuxedos, tails, and top hats. During the summer months, male employees will be allowed to wear three-piece suits on casual Fridays. Women must exclusively work in formal formal wear, preferably ball ball gowns or prom dresses. Each employee will be given an annual $1,500 stipend to purchase necessary garments, but that money can only be spent on work-related clothing. The new regime starts in three months. The question is, do you seek employment elsewhere? Who in what world? Why am I getting $1,500 a year if, I'm have to, be, if I have to because wear... Because you have to wear ball gowns and prom dresses, and you need to do this as a condition of your employment. I'm not, but I'm going to say is I'm going to need more than $1,500 if I'm going to make this work. $1,500 is what you get. Ooh. That's what you get. So you're going to have to go to David's Bridal or wherever you go for homecoming. <laughs> homecoming David, first off, God. David's Bridal, first know. off, David's Bridal is idea. not supportive of plus size women. Okay. okay. They're right. 18 what, what? or really 14s. Just throwing that out there. I'm only laughing because I did not know that about David's Bridal. I have no context for that. <laughs> Are they still in business? I thought they went out of business. No, they're still out there. They're still scamming people. Okay. Just ladies, whoever's out there listening, go two sizes up when you go to David's Bridal. Just throw that out there. Anyways, continue, Brad. No, no, no. Uh, Wow. Okay. So that's that's an interesting one. Okay. Not that I can relate, but I'll give you my thought process. I worked one time for a place where they had a dress code that was not business casual, but it was business. So mm-hmm. it was not uncommon to wear a shirt and tie every day. Mm-hmm. Well, not every day, Monday through Thursday. And then on Friday was casual Friday, and that casual meant you could wear khakis. So. I can somewhat understand the dress code. Um, Knowing me, I think I'd probably try it for a little bit before I start looking for another place to work. Because my my general uh, disposition is I'll try anything once. I'll give anything a shot. Because how do you know that you don't like it unless you try it, right? So I'm willing to give it a shot. Just on the on, just what you described to me, I'm willing to give it a shot. So you're willing to accept the fifteen hundred dollars and go to um, K and G Menswear and buy, <laughs> you know, six or seven tuxedos and rock it out with the top hats because that's the thing. It's it's not just a tuxedo; it's a tuxedo tails. And top hats. So you're coming in here like it's some, you know, 1945, you know, um, I mean, we musical with the whole oh, Fred Astaire okay. tap oh, dancing well, bit. Let, like, let me ask you this. Uh, <laughs> like, follow, you know, follow you're, up question. Uh, you're somewhere between Abraham Lincoln and getting married. <laughs> uh, follow up question. Does it have to be black and white tux? Do I get, do I get liberty to, <laughs> on the color? 
It you know, doesn't say. Rubber. It doesn't say. So I assume that you can take liberty with the color of your tuxedo. Oh, because I, I, I can take. I've, yeah, go ahead. If I can take liberty, if I can take liberties with the tuxedo, then yeah, I'll, I'll stay for a little bit. I'm telling you, I, if I really love my job, and this was a condition of my employment, and you're going to give me money to buy the tuxes, I'm telling you now, one of them is powder blue with some ruffles. I'm going oh, there. like that one picture of dad? <laughs> yes. <laughs> On his wedding day. On yes. his wedding day. I am going there with the ruffles powder blue and I'm coming in there with a care of with a pair of powder blue or a powder or Carolina blue uh retro ones and and I'm 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 in the building. I mean, but hey, that's, but that's me though. That's just me. But, but but to me to me the the carrot here is the stipend for the clothes. If he came in here and said, no, y'all got to figure it out, then like that's, then that's out. probably, that's, that's yeah, that's a deal breaker. <laughs> but I mean, certainly there are a lot of professions out there that get stipends for their clothes. So if you're going to pay or put some, as we would say, you're going to put something on it, um, then I'm in, yeah, I think I'd probably stay, like you said, if it's something that I love and or I'm comfortable with, um, yeah, I'll see, I'll see where it goes. Yeah, I think it's worth it just to just well, it tubs we 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 used to be notorious for we would do it for the story. Um but I was just thinking the same thing like you know, you know when, it, there there was a there was a there was a time frame or a time period where if there was a good story to be told out of it, then yeah, I'm there. Regardless of what it is, I'm there. But uh but I feel like for this is th- that's a good story to tell and worst case you got a bunch of tuxes like you know you can yeah that's a good way to look at it like you know you know and if you go through a phase in your life where all your friends are getting married like hey like i'm i'm ready to rock so so denise you haven't really answered this question outside <laughs> of your beef with david's bridal uh, which which i i which i have no question i have no reason to question that it's not legit beef with david's bridal but so are you going to take this money and go buy homecoming dresses and prom dresses <laughs> or or bridesmaids dresses or whatever women do or because I don't know, so I'm not trying to, to be dismissive of it. But so, are, are you going to take this money and go out and go shopping, or are you going to find another place to work? I'm going to go ahead and um, dress to impress. However, if I'm only getting fifteen hundred dollars, I'm dressing on a budget first and foremost. You know how I mean? Like I'm, I'm thinking about this outside the box. So it's like if I only get fifteen hundred dollars, you know how many bridesmaid dresses I can get on Amazon? that amount like but but see this this begs this begs the question not to cut you off but this begs Mm -hmm. the question because i feel like i've never seen a woman that was in a formal informal wear right like homecoming prom a wedding whatever you want to call the formal setting right Mm -hmm. i don't recall ever seeing a woman in that type of setting where her hair and makeup weren't on like run on point weren't fire oh see that's not part of the question though but that's what i'm getting at is even though it's not part of the question i have a hard time seeing a woman come to work every day in formal wear but her hair is just so so or her makeup is just (laughs) average you see what i'm saying that's like that's an unsaid part of the question well, my thing is, is that as far as my answer to that, to be conceded, is just that I look good no matter what I got on. So I don't really care what my hair looks like. You said I got to come up in here with 
with a, a prom dress on or whatever. Fine, I'll come in there with it. And I'm wearing flats. I'm wearing dress flats. Like, well, hold on, are, wait a minute, hold on, hold on, hold on. No, hold on, hold on. It's going to be on. harder. It's going to be harder for women. I'm, what I'm saying is that I'm going to find the easiest way possible to, to adhere to the dress code without breaking my ankle, tripping over anything, and breaking my bank. Well, no, hold on, hold on, hold on now. Because to me, like, if you're going to do it, then you got to do it. So, like... For a guy, yeah, you're probably going to have to put on some really nice shoes because I'm assuming oh, I never that's part the shoes of... wouldn't be nice. Oh, no, 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 no. But, but what I'm saying is guys are going to have to wear, like, the shoes you'd get with the tops, right? Because that's part of that's part of the deal. That's part of the get-up. If you, I, rent, if you rent it, yes. <laughs> Remember, okay, you're okay. getting 1500 to buy. That's oh, you get yeah, you're right, you're right, you're right. No, but but I guess what I'm saying is for you, Denise, as a, as a female, what I'm at, I, what I would be inquiring is, do you have to wear the high heel, like the like the prom, like get up y type shoes? Because it might be that part of that condition of it is that you have to wear that. Well, I'm going by just the basis of the question. It does not specify, so therefore, it is not required. It's a gray area. It's a gray area. That's fair. That's fair. So I think what I'm hearing is we would all take the money and buy the clothes and just see where this goes. Yeah. And besides, we're also in the ter- and we're also in the world of COVID. We ain't going into the office no damn way. That's not the point. Yeah. That assumes that COVID doesn't exist. You can't, oh, you no, you're going to you're going to wear a tux on Zoom. <laughs> Yeah, every day, <laughs> every day, every day. I better see you in a top hat every day. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. It's like, come on, man. Like, we if we talking like real, like real talk, right, right, right now. Like, nobody's going in the office wearing that. Your your dolphin hats on, on, on a Zoom. Yeah, that's <laughs> okay. <laughs> top of the morning. Right. That's good. All right. So I think we got consensus. We're going to take the money. And we're going to buy these clothes and we'll just see where our career takes us. But after about a month, I got a decent feeling that we're all out. But we could at least say we did it for the story. So, okay. So the next question is called body and mind. So here's the context. You are given a choice between two rewards. The first reward is to be twice as intelligent as you are right now. You will be able to read twice as fast and remember twice as much. The size of your vocabulary will double and you'll be able to solve intellectual problems with twice your current aptitude. The second reward is that you will never feel sick again, even when you are. And you can always be whatever weight you want, regardless of what you eat or how little you exercise. You can simply imagine the body you would like to have and that is the weight you will magically become. The question is, which reward do you choose? I'll let you go first, Denise. I went first in the last one. <laughs> well, as you were reading the first option, I was like, well, I already feel like I'm pretty smart. I don't really need to add any more <laughs> smartness over here. So I was like, I'll just wait for the second option. So like, you get to the second option, like, so I don't I never get sick, but even if I am, so you mean to tell me I got terminal cancer and die and never know? Like, no, nah, I don't know if I like, no, I'm not 
I never thought about it. I was Janice, I was thinking the same thing. I was like, what if I what if I had cancer, but then I can't feel it? Like, you know what I mean? Like, I can't feel it, so I don't know. Yeah, like I, I can't feel it, so why go to the doctor, right? Like I can't feel no pain, like you know. I feel like, like I feel like this is the kind of question that forces me into the first option. <laughs> I'm forced into the first option. Just give me all the knowledge. You know, that's a that's an that's an interesting thought because I didn't have that thought. I kind of approached this question very open minded, but you being sick is your body's way of telling you that something is wrong. So if you agree to, you will never feel sick again and there's (laughs) something wrong with you. Like, like this is like, like this is like the 2020 equivalent of being asymptomatic. Yes. You see what I'm saying? Like I feel I tested positive, but I have no symptoms and I feel fine. So do I really have it? Like, that's what that says to me. Because my first thought, Denise, to your point, I was like, well, I'm, I'm, I'm not, you know, a genius. I'm not a savant. I'm not Einstein. But no. I did achieve a level of formal education that, you know, we all did, that a lot of people didn't necessarily achieve. And I'm not saying that to be conceited. I'm just saying that demonstrates a level of intelligence is what I'm getting at. Yes. So I feel like I don't know that I need to double my intelligence, but given my two options, I kind of feel like doubling my intelligence is the way to go. Because if I get sick, I'll at least know what I need to to do do to get better. I might be able to treat myself with double intelligence. That's true. You might know somebody who knows somebody who knows somebody that can (laughs) save your ass. Like, come on, I'm just saying, like, this just this this question automatically forces you into the first option. Well, that's only if you think about it in the context in which we describe, because I feel like we all know people that would be like, you know what? I'm sorry, but if I could, I would give anything to feel better and I'm going to take the first option. You know what I'm saying? Or I mean the second option, excuse me. I'm going to take the second option because I'm desperate to feel better. And I feel like I, there's no judgment on that's not an option you should choose. Like, like I can't make that, you know what I'm saying? I couldn't pass judgment on anybody who took the second option, but just kind of walking this dog, if you will, I just feel like if I was sick, if there was something wrong with me, I need my body to tell me that. And if I take an option, if I take that option off the table, I could be gone tomorrow, which is true. We could all be gone tomorrow. But, 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 but to that point, if you are gone tomorrow, you wouldn't feel anything. Which that's not the point. Is, like, to me, that's not the is, point. Is, which is, just depending on who you ask, is a reward in itself. Because, well, I didn't want them to suffer. At least they're not suffering anymore. You're not going to yeah, suffer. But then, just, well, you know what? But that's true. But that's true, though, because honestly, like, I, 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 I don't know. I'd, get on the, I'd be on the uh, other side pissed. Hold on. I've had this thought several times that the best way to go is in your sleep. And, and, I, and I'm going to tell you when I, when that thought really crystallized for me. If you two remember, no, you guys were probably gone. You guys were probably living out west then. We had a family reunion um, that was at Hannah Park um, on on the Sutton Hill side. So this would have been, oh, goodness gracious. This would have been like, think 20, 
somewhere between 2010 and 2015, somewhere in there. I can't remember exactly, but probably closer to like 2015. You guys are probably gone. And it was hot that day. I mean, it was hot because, you know, it's like the third weekend in June when we when they have when we have it. And I remember Papa, who was our grandfather. I remember Papa. Um, no, 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 that's not true. That's not true. I do remember now when this was. This was 2012. You guys were still here. We had the Tubbs family reunion. So this is dad's side. And we did yes. it at Hannah Park. And I don't know if you remember, but we got the, well, I'm not going to say how we got the park, but we got the park. But Paul Paul was there. Paul Paul and Sissy and Artie and Tarzan, like everybody was there, right? From uh, A couple people from mom's side. So Paul Paul was there and it was hot that day because it was August. And he was sitting on the side of the shelter house in a house and he had closed his eyes, but he was leaned up against the, um, I think I remember the shelter. Kind of like, Yeah. It, because it, it was hot like today, he so he just kind of, he's, at the time, he's like 95. And I had a thought, and it's not even a fleeting moment. It's like, this man really might be dead right now. <laughs> because it's I can't, sorry, so I hot right now. And then I remember we went and got him some water and he woke up. He was fine. I was like, oh, thank you, Jesus. I remember my grandfather falling out here from heat stroke. Like, you see what I'm saying? Like, I just, like, and I just remember thinking, if you're going to go, going in your sleep is very peaceful that way. You know what I'm saying? So I couldn't even be mad at the fact that but when he passed, he was 98 when he passed away. So there's nothing to be sad about. This man lived an entire life from the depression to the internet. Like, like everything in between, right? But there is something to be said about that. So if you did take the second option and you never felt sick, Brian, I think you have a real point that I might not ever feel sick, but when it's my time to go, I'm going to go peacefully because I don't feel anything. Ah, see, and see, my thing is I'm over here looking at it hypothetically. How do you know it's peaceful? How do you know you wouldn't have an, a, 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 a nightmare and you just happen to die and drink? Huh? Who, hold on, hold on. Who, who, who dies from a nightmare? But who does? <laughs> we but, don't but know. Also, but, but, but to that point, you're not going to know anyway because you're dead. And you went peacefully. And you went peacefully. And guess what? You're not going to know anyway. Just like any, like people who die. There are thousands of people who are going to die in their sleep tonight. Thousands. Maybe even millions of people are going to die in their sleep. But there's True. a reason That's why we don't know what it's they, like. They, and, and they don't, and they don't, yeah, nobody comes to the other side and tells you what it's like. So you just, it's going to happen. And it's going to happen for everybody. So um, I guess I'll segue to that into answering. I'll take option one because I feel as though if something's wrong, I got to know about it. I'm not cool with just, I mean, some people can float through life and, and it's cool, but like, I, I got to, if something's wrong mm -hmm. internally. I got to know. Like you said, like you said, Dennis, your body, your body tells you when something's wrong. So to just turn that switch off, no. Nah, yeah, that, that seems like a risk that's too great. To me, that's that, that's great if you like break your arm and then like, oh, I don't feel no pain. Like I just work it out. But like, but if you got like, you know, you know, cancer, bowel real. cancer, or something like, you yeah. know, or some some something crazy like that. Like, and you're just like, nah, man, I'm just gonna go ahead and eat these Cheetos and watch American Gladiator. Like, no, nah, that's not how this works. Like, we need to get you to a doctor or something. So no. I'm. I'll take option one. Shout out to American Gladiators. So, so Denise, are you taking option one as well? I feel like you're leaning that way. 
I was all, but there was no leaning, and it was always <laughs> okay. She, it she, were. She, yeah, yeah, she cannonballed into that one. Yeah, she <laughs> really exactly. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm with you guys. I think it's option one simply because if I, I, I can't turn. It's too risky in my mind to turn off the switch in my body that says you will never feel anything. Yeah, like to me that that goes fundamentally against the entire human experience like you've got to be able to feel something so you know the next step you need to take right like just just, to turn that off just seems too risky to me and just to clarify this is a feel in terms of like a physical feel not an emotional feel yes yeah yeah i would say a physical feel because we're talking about being no well no i take that back we're talking about sickness. So if you're talking about in the concept of, say, mental health, like you're someone who struggles with schizophrenia or depression or anxiety, if, if, if you're saying you want to turn that off so you can just be, I, that changes the equation, though, right? That does change the equation. Like if you could say, if, if I went to someone who was severely depressed or someone who was dealing from... Uh, being bipolar or schizophrenic and I gave them this option and they said if you could tell me you could flip a switch and I wouldn't be schizophrenic or bipolar anymore then and I could just live a normal life then I'll take it and that's where I go back to the earlier point I made which is I don't know that I could say oh no that's the wrong choice because there are people out here really suffering and struggling and so if we're talking mental health, I think that changes the entire equation. I think if we're talking physical health, I'm with you guys 100%. I'm not turning that switch off. But if we're talking mental health, I think everything's on the table. I think for me, judging, you know, because of my own struggles with mental health, the option option two is enticing. But I would still go with number one only because... The way I currently am and the way I'm currently happy at where I am and I would not be here had I not gone through it. So I'll take number one. I respect that. I respect because I think everybody's journey is different. Everybody's story is unique to them. So I I, I don't I don't disagree with that at all. Um, I really, really don't. But I do think that changes the equation if we're talking about mental health, because I just think that your journey and your story is unique to you. And you know what I'm saying? It's not, you know, someone else's story is different. So um, that's good. But if we're talking in the context of just physical health, I'm with you guys on option one. But I think it changes and I think it's wide open if we're talking option two in the context of mental health. So the next question is called Joe Six Pack. So the context is you are placed in the unenviable position of having to keep having to compete for the right to stay alive. You will be matched against a person of your own gender in a series of five events, an 800 meter run, a game of Scrabble, a three round boxing match, a debate over the legalization of late term abortion, which is scored and officiated by reputable collegiate judges and the math portion of the SAT. In order to survive, you must win at least three of these events. Your opponent will be playing for his or her life as well. However, you, kind of, 
get to pick your opponent. You can either A, compete against a person selected at random, or B, compete against someone who is exactly like you. If you select at random, the individual could be an age, could be of any age or skill level. He or she might be an infant with Down syndrome, but this person might be an academic All-American linebacker from Notre Dame. If you pick the average human, he or she will be precisely your age and will have an identical level of education. The person will be a perfect cross-section of your particular demographic. He or she will be of average height and of average weight with a standard IQ and the most normative life experience imaginable. The question is, so whom do you select? Or perhaps more accurately, do you feel that you are better than an average version of yourself? Well, to the to answer the latter, I'd like to think the answer is yes. Uh, an a- am I better than an average version of myself? Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. There's no, there's no way I'm answering no to that question. Yeah, yeah. that part of the question, at least. Yeah, um, man. So, do I want them at, at random, or do I want to pick my opponent? But here's the no. Here's the thing. If you here's the thing. If you don't take the random option, they are going to find a person who is your age with the same intelligence level. So they're going to find somebody who is your age with an MBA, and now you're competing against that person in these five events. Or you can go random and you might get someone who is handicapped or, you know, physically challenged, if you will. Or you might get some, or, or you might have to go against Miles Garrett. Like those are your, you know what I'm saying? Like you don't know. It, it's kind of like it, this is the ultimate six in one hand and half a dozen in the other. Like I, I don't know that there's really a. You well, know what I mean? I mean? I but this was the whole point the of these questions is to really talk through your thought process. I guess the thought, the first thought that I had is, which option? Would make me the more would make me more pissed off if I lost. Would I be more mad if I picked my opponent and and I lost? <laughs> or, so, so or, not only did you die, but you died because you took the wrong option. <laughs> yeah. Or or would I be mad because I couldn't beat an average version of myself? <laughs> right. I, I think that might piss me off more than I couldn't beat an average version of myself. Like, like, how, like, how can I not beat me? I'm me. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? I so never I, thought about it that way. That's so, good. So, so I guess in that context, knowing myself, I would let I would let it auto select because because if you know what, if you get somebody, you get you know you know some. 10 year old like oh, okay well yeah okay i'll rock this you can you know that you live to see another day but uh, you know what if you get miles garrett or you know rob gronkowski or something like you know you're like okay like some big behemoth of a person or a smart person you'd be like well you know that's just luck of the draw like that's just athletics sometimes like you know you you show you you know we played sports you show up and you think your team is good then you look at the other team and be like oh yeah we're losing my third but like that's just the luck of the draw so i think i'm gonna let i'm gonna go with the random you're gonna go with the random. So, Denise, before you answer this question, because I know, like, 
you have a better sense of like um like certain movies and you're, you're like your mind's very creative that way so you will go to places that like i i just can't go so i feel like this is based on the little bit that i know because i've never read the books or seen the movies this has a real hunger games quality to it to me <laughs> so i need you to explain it to me in a way that like in like an eighth grade level to for me like, uh, am I am I am I off base when I say this is Hunger Games and like I have to compete for my life? Like, is, 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 you is, are is, you <laughs> are competing for your life with Hunger Games. The only difference is that I mean, well, all all of your opponents are random. Um, there isn't anybody that's like you. Um, I would say, for, well, first off, the first thing that came to mind: what were the five events again? The five events are. An 800-meter run, a game of Scrabble, a three-round boxing match, a debate over the legalization of late-term abortion, which is scored and officiated by reputable collegiate judges, and the math portion of the SAT. I'm going to take myself. And I mean like the average person of myself. Okay, so you're going to take, you're not going to do the random option. You're no. going to take, give me the average version of myself. Because no, no you feel like, like you me. could win three of these events. Yes. Okay. I'm not going to, I'm not going to win the physical ones. Okay. I mean, you don't want me to run at 800. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. but here's the thing, but here's, but here's the thing. It sounds like you're going to have to, if, in, I might have them accept, but it sounds like three, how many of the events require, um, you yeah, gotta physical. win three. No, 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 there's no, 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 There's only two. But, there's only but, two. Okay. There's so only it's the two boxing, it's the physical. boxing. It's the boxing and the running, right? Right. And I know. So, my, so my all your right. So if you're conceding the physical ones, then all your eggs are in the. You're gonna win at Scrabble. You're going right. to win a debate over the legalization of late-term abortion. And you are going to win on the math portion of the SAT. Yes, because no, my intellect, no. my, my, in my mind, <laughs> in, 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 my, in my mind, my intellect surpasses a no, now, Denise, now, Denise, here's what I would tell you. If you went with option one of the previous question, then you're good. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. But you didn't. You didn't go with option one. You, went with, with? Option, you went with option two. What was option two? No, no, no. You went with option one. I take that back. You I did go with option one. one. I went with option yeah, one. You were, oh, yeah. So you would be good if that was the, the premise. But yeah, you still be good. But, but I get what I you're saying. About... But, but but here's the thing, though. That's a lot of pressure to put a clean sweep on those three things, though. That's what I'm it... saying. I got no, no. <laughs> I mean, okay. All right. I, all right. I'll tell you what. I tell you what. Say I don't get all three. All right. I will fight to the death in a boxing match. Okay. Just don't hit me too hard. But I will give it my all. <laughs> Denise, that's okay. the point. It's boxing. <laughs> what do you mean you're going to give it your all? You have no choice. Going to give it my all, but no. But I mean, honestly, like when I think about when you when you said the five events, my mind immediately went to okay. So you've taken the SATs, all right? You remember what it was like? Yes. Okay. Uh, debating about abortion. Been there, done that. Okay, can do that. We're doing it now with six weeks. But okay. And what was the other one? Oh, Scrabble. Scrabble. 
I play Word Cookie and Scrabble all the time. <laughs> you play Words with Friends. You're basing this off Words with Friends. I'm basing this off of Words with Friends and the amount of books I have downstairs. I am well read. Well, I'm well read. Historically accurate. I've got enough vocabulary up here to get me through it. My God. <laughs> My God, you are basing your and you're basing your thought process on your ability in words with friends. Not just words with friends. <laughs> Word cookie. Whatever the hell that is. I've never heard of word cookie. You, you gotta you, man, you gotta try word cookie. It's like it's All just, right. you know, yeah. So so to be clear, Brian, you're going with the random person? Yeah, because see the uh, I was just, I was thinking about it like, you know, I might overthink it, and, and like, and then I, I don't want to say I psych myself out. Like, you know, you're better than this dude, right? Because this is you. Like, you're better than this. So, um, I don't know, man. Like, both of those are tough. I, there, there's, there's pros and cons to both. Um, you see, I don't see, it. I don't see it as psyching yourself out. I see, don't. but no, 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 no. But here's the thing: it's the pressure of being better than what you are because you're, you're trying, you're going against your average self. So imagine you took, you took. Three out of five L's to an average version of yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess that, for me, and, and, and listen, and listen. If, if that happens, a small part of you in the subconscious of your mind is going, "I deserve to die if I can't beat yeah. the average." Yes, <laughs> yes. I guess. It, I guess in You're my right. mind, it's like I, I look at it like, okay, so like, if think I, of, think it's an average think, version. Think, think, Think of what you are on like a on like a lazy Sunday or a Saturday afternoon. Like, can you beat that person? Yes, yes. every day. Yeah. If yeah. I am properly yeah. motivated, yeah. I will yeah. kill him every day. Now, yeah. now imagine. Now imagine. Now imagine taking an L to that person. <laughs> well, that's just it. I'm not going to because it's not going to happen. I I just Denise, I feel like I Denise, I feel in I this scenario enough. you've already Denise in this scenario you've already seen two of the five events because I know myself. <laughs> I don't know. That's a lot of pressure. That's a lot but of pressure enough. to see but two Denise, events Denise, and then but say Denise, I'm going to sweep the other three. Denise, Denise, you have seated two of the five events to an average Denise that lays on the couch on a Saturday or Sunday afternoon. First off, the average Denise on a Sunday afternoon can't run no eight hundred. But neither can the. Uh, but that's the thing. If <laughs> that's that's the point. Denise can't run an eight hundred. <laughs> then could you put yourself in a position to run two laps around the track? If it, if it means I'm that's not dying. I'm if it means but I'm Denise, not dying, they got the same. Hold on, they got the same motivation as well, which is the point. It's a I don't know. Have you what, seen what, Denise? Have you seen depressed Denise? Because she yes, doesn't. Yes, do yes, 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 yes. And I love her all the same. But Brian and I, uh, the point we're trying to impress is do you think you can motivate yourself just enough to be the average version of Denise who lays on the couch on a Sunday afternoon and watches the Steelers and if the answer to that question is yes then they think you have to take (laughs) you have to take option two I be, you know I believe in I believe in lazy Denise and and me why not I, you know, I believe in her. All right, so to answer this question, I gotta be honest with you guys. Like, I kind of feel like I'm leaning towards option one, only be, only because only because 
I need to know the probability of me getting that I'm not getting the all-American linebacker from Notre Dame. If I knew what the odds were, I might take option one. What, what I think what you'd have to do, just I would try to do a little recon to see what is the average, what's the average um, uh, height, weight, you know, of the average. I'm 39, right? So what's the average height and weight of a 39 year old, a 39 year old male male in America, right? That's fair. So, That's fair. Hold on. So, so av- if- hold on, hold on, Tubbs. Hold on. It's the average height and weight of a 39-year-old male in America with an MBA. Because the intelligence part you can't dismiss. This oh, is yeah, you're right, you're right, in, you're right. From an intellectual perspective, is on your level. So one way to measure that is education. Well, no, well, no, so well, no, it's no, going to no, be no, somebody no. with an MBA. But what I'm saying is that's somebody, if I'm picking the average version of myself, if I'm doing it at random, you might get above. You might get above that, but let's be honest. And we're talking about odds. If we're talking random, the odds that odds. I'm going to I'm going to get somebody below that level or way higher. That's what I'm saying because it's America. So that's why, on some level, I'm half tempted to say, "Okay, America." Give me your best. <laughs> and, well, 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 and, and see, Brian, that's the point. I saw a statistic years ago, and I've never forgotten it. College degrees are, are sort of made to, it, it's become, it's reached a level in our culture where it seems like everybody has one. But the truth is, and this statistic is probably um, seven like to eight years old. Right? No, no, six, seven to eight years old now. But statistically speaking, less than 40 percent, it's something like 36 or 38 percent of people have a four year degree. So we'll just say two out of every five people have a four year degree. Now, the number of people that have an advanced degree, a master's degree, a law degree, a medical degree, a Ph.D., that number Again, seven, eight years ago, that number was like 24%. So one in four people have an advanced degree. Everybody on this episode of this podcast is in that 25%, right? Hey. So what I'm saying Tubbs, is if I'm playing the odds... I think it makes sense to consider seriously option one because there's a decent chance that I'm not going to get somebody who is on the level. You know what I mean? But at the same time, if I lost to the average version of myself, (laughs) how pissed would I? I would be like, you know what? I deserve to die. Hell you know what? That's what I'm saying. I, I know myself well enough to know, like, if I can't beat this bum, like, if I can't beat the average version of myself, yeah, you know what? Because, yeah, just, I, I, I had a brief moment there where I was kind of waffling. Like, maybe, but I can feel like I can beat the average version of myself. I was like, you know what? No, no, no. I Just give me option one. Give me option okay. one. Okay. So I think I'm going to go with option one because I'm just going to play the odds and say, you know what? There's a decent chance I'm going to get somebody that's not on my level. So I'm going to play the odds because I'm motivated. So 
I, I'll play the odds. Denise, you sound like you're going with option two, or you're just going to take the average version of yourself and take out that person. Sure am. Okay. Tubbs, which option, Brian, which option are you taking? I'm going to go option one. Because that, because that would make me the least upset by law. <laughs> on top of dying. At least you on top, die. Yeah, on At top least of you dying. Die knowing that, okay, the man was better than me. Listen, there's always going to be somebody that is better than you in something, right? So, like, you know what? Hey, you know what? Today wasn't my day. All right. Hopefully all these events aren't going to be in one day because that, that's taxing. That's a one hell of a day. That's 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 Olympic level. That's Olympic level shit right there. That's like the decathlon and all that. Do I get to train? Do we get to train for this? It doesn't say. So I I I can't answer that question because 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 the the cruel part if you're actually doing it as opposed to like that's the cruel part if they they just plucked me out right now but all right you're doing you're doing the boxing right now but. Well, I'm not ready for that. But, okay. <laughs> but, no, I'm not but, ready for th- for three rounds. But, but 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 to watch someone else do that, like if they picked you up at nine o'clock tomorrow morning, like okay, listen, we're gonna run this eight hundred right now. Like to watch it, it would be funny. But if you're participating in it, it's like, Ew, but see, this is run. this is. But I'm gonna be honest with you. See, this is where you and I are a little alike because I feel like I can tap into the athlete portion of my brain, which has been suppressed for twenty see, some odd years. I feel like I could tap into that and be like, okay, I could at least win this eight hundred. I could mentally psych myself out and go to another place and kick his ass in an eight hundred because honestly, an eight hundred is two minutes. Could I give everything I have within me for two minutes and and win this event? You see what I'm saying? The, like that's you know, what I'm I, get, I get I get I get what you're saying, but also and you probably suffer from this in the same way that that a lot of guys suffer from it, myself included, is that the guy you see in the mirror today, you get flashbacks of who that guy used to be. And I imagine girls probably had this too, but like, you know, there was a time, and Dennis, you know this, we could go out, literally close the bar down, get home at like two, three o'clock in the morning, get up at eight, hoop for like a half the day you know and, and then and then be right back at the bar like you know like do it like or, or, or help somebody move and like listen man i just moved recently listen man no when i was down for a minute like because because again i'm looking in the mirror seeing the guy who used to be able to do all that stuff i can't do that now so, so I it's funny. It's it's funny you say that. Lawrence Taylor, towards the end of his career, he said he knew it was time to retire when he didn't want to hit anybody anymore. He said <laughs> there, he said there would be a fumble and there would be a scrum for the ball, and he would just get pissed because everybody was taking too long getting off the pile. Like I know exactly what you're saying because in my mind, I can still get every rebound. In my mind, I'm still 24. And there's nothing I can't do. But the truth is, I'm 42, and I've had way too much beer and barbecue in my life. So there's yeah. no way. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, I get it. I get it completely. So just to be clear, Brian and I are taking option one. We're going to roll the dice and take the random people they give us. Mm-hmm. Denise, you're taking option two, and you're just going to beat down the average version of yourself. Sure am. All right. I, no, 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 no! You're going to do that, conceding 
two of the five events. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, the, yeah. You're conceding two of the five, then beat the average version of yourself in the other three, which seems to me seems really risky. Way more risky. <laughs> well, you know, you know, sometimes in life you have to take some risks. You know. All that right. Is, that that is a risk. <laughs> but that, whew, yeah. Good, good luck to you. Hold on. There's calculated risk, and then there's just throwing shit to the wind. And that <laughs> shit, that feels like throwing shit to the wind. But you know what? I'm not passing judgment because you know what? You know your station in life. If that's the best option for you, because we all have to make this call. Then that's just for you. You know it. All right. So the fourth question is called the porn painter. This sounds fun. So the context is you need to have the inside of your home painted. A thorough online search of available professional painters indicates that one candidate is especially ideal for your needs. He has earned high approval ratings from past employers and is relatively mm-hmm. inexpensive. However, when you contact him by phone, he mentions one strange detail about his work habits. He insists on watching pornography while painting. He says, quote, don't worry, I don't masturbate to it. It's just for entertainment, he says. But he also says, quote, but it's, on- it's the only way I like to paint. This being the case, I will need to use your DVD player to view my personal collection of erotic films while I work. (laughs) I I may also use your cable service to purchase on-demand or pay-per-view pornography or uh, pornographic movies, but I will itemize any movies I watch and subtract the cost from your overall bill. The question is, do you employ this pornography enthusiast as your house painter? (laughs) Nah, man, I'm cool. (laughs) I don't even need to think about it. I say you didn't even think about that at all. Nope. Um, Couple, couple questions. (laughs) Like I probably okay. Here's the thing. At first, I was like, okay, maybe, maybe I'll let this. uh, Maybe I'll let this slide. But as soon as he said he has to bring in his own personal collection, nah, fuck that. (laughs) If you want to order it off a pay per view or whatever, that's your thing. Okay, but you're not using my DVD player. You're not bringing. Not bringing that in my house. I don't know what you. I don't know what you. You have no beef with him running up to cable bill. Cable up, but you better not take my DVD player. 
Yeah. So you need to play as the bridge too. I mean, I'm just saying, like, I don't, you, you know what? Like, I don't even want, I don't want it. Who <laughs> so is her? I can't. <laughs> I can't breathe. <laughs> Denise, I love you because I, I, cause I know I've known you all your life. I've known you all my life. That is a genuine answer from you. Like that's no bullshit from you, and I love you for that. But I didn't even really need God, to think about it. I can't even. I can't even. I would rather. I'd rather he run my cable bill up and take it off the bill. I would rather do that. <laughs> oh, oh man! <laughs> but but let's get but let's get to the question. So Denise, we'll start with you first because that like, wasn't the question. No, that wasn't the question. <laughs> so we're gonna go to you first, Denise, because clearly Brian and I need a minute to get ourselves together. So the question is, do you hire this pornography enthusiast as your house painter? Would you do nah, it? Nah, man, like nah, nah, nah. Nah, can't do it. <laughs> well, that's definitive. It was, grounds, it was grounds for dismissal. Again, it was grounds for dismissal as soon as he said, I got to bring my own shit. So, Dubs, I'm going to, Dubs, I defer to you. Are, are, are you going to let this man in your house and paint your basement? I do need my basement painting. Um, <laughs> and it's a big job. Um, <laughs> here, here's the that's what she that's what she said i was gonna say no pun no pun intended no pun intended Um, that's a tough one and i'll tell you why it's a tough one because you know i can only speak for my situation so obviously i have children so yeah so you blasting your porn while it might be um helpful in you getting your job done doing a really great job you know, these these kids are coming, leaving for school and coming home from school. Like, I can't. If I can strike a deal with him where he can't, he can only do it during certain hours. We can maybe talk about it. Um, but maybe you send the kids I, to the mom. Maybe you send the kids to the mom's house while he's while yeah, he's yeah, painting yeah, in this yeah, yeah, you know, list. yeah, yeah. You know what? You got from Friday night to Sunday afternoon. I need to get this done. Um, I'll, I'll say it's <laughs> the running up of the cable bill is what got me. Like, I don't <laughs> that, that, like, like how much are we talking here? Like, 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 I don't even know. What does a porn movie cost on, on, on pay per view? I don't know. I, I don't know. Let's say it's, let's say it's, I don't know, 10 bucks, right? So if your man's ordering 10 movies, like, that's a lot. You know, we talk- but hold on, but it's going to take that $100 off your total bill so you get the money back so it's a wash. Yeah, but then I got Spectrum looking at me like, what are you doing? Like, you oh, know then I mean? Listen, a- listen, listen. Spectrum, you would be one of thousands of people yes. inside of Spectrum's accounts that are ordering $1,000 worth of or and honestly, dollars worth of porn. And, like, to, am I, though? I don't know. Oh, I, but look at it this way. They think about it. For all you know, you could just be tame for them. They'd be like, oh, okay, it's just a thousand bucks. Okay, whatever. 
Well, if we're going to keep it a buck, you're not getting real porn off Spectrum anyway, but that's a whole nother. That's why he needs to no. bring his DVD collection. <laughs> yeah, so nah, man, you can't do it. No, Skinamax for you. Only Skinamax. I, I just need to know, what is my what are my options if I don't own a DVD player? Yeah. What, well, you got a PlayStation. Well, you got a PlayStation. Yeah, I got a PlayStation, right? Like, if I got a PlayStation, yeah. yeah, you know what I mean? I'm not going to lie to y'all. I'm not going to lie to y'all. If he's the best on the block, then I'm just going to let him go to work. And That's I'm, what I'm saying. you know, like, to because- me, like, I'm just going to go, I'm just going to let him go to work. Now, what I would say is, like, you couldn't paint and watch porn and my girl was at the crib. Like, that's a non-starter. Like, nah, you're not about yeah. to get that off. You know what I mean? But, but and, if it's just me by myself, yeah. Go ahead, man. Like, I, I'm not worried about that. Like, I'll leave and you can go and paint and do whatever you got to do. If he's the best on the block and he's... And it's difficult to say this out loud. If he's professional outside of this porn situation... <laughs> that's the thing. <laughs> That's, that's too risky. Because because what if your man is truly like, this is my business. This is what I do. Like this is how I make my living. And he's professional. He's got all these referrals that everybody loves him. This is and not then, a like, risk I'm willing to take. Here's the thing. It's not no like weird. It's not no weird shit. It's just this is just his thing. Like you know, people like you know when you work out and listen to music. His thing is when he paints, he likes to watch porn. Like it's just his yeah. Thing. And when I yeah, and when I write, I like to look at historical documentaries. And I, but I'm not you know, I'm not. You but, know, but, 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 but but let me ask you this. Let me ask you this though. You said uh, you're not willing to take that risk. What is the risk? I don't want that shit in my house. So it's you just don't want porn in your house. Yeah, I don't want porn in my house. I don't want. Okay. I don't feel like being bothered by that. <laughs> <laughs> but who says you have to be? You could leave. I'm not leaving a and, random person in and, my house. No. And I see you steal the rest of my shit. No, he's professional. He's not going to do that. Like he comes he's on and recommended that no, no, no. he's not on that. He just needs to be able to well, get into the he, groove well, of painting, and he gets into the groove of painting by watching porn. No, what I, you're, I making, you're making you're making you're making an assumption in the same way, and I'm not saying you would do this per se, but like in the same way that people looked at like convicted felons, like oh well, they were convicted of something, so they're probably going to steal again. They're going to do whatever. You don't know that, right? No, this could be a, no, literally, I'm, this would be I'm a dude be... who is just about his job. That's all no. he's doing. He's just he just got job. a he just got a weird thing where he likes to watch porn <laughs> while he works. I'm I'm gonna pull it. Whistle while you I'm work. Gonna pull... I'm gonna pull a dad card on this one. Nah. Watching porno while you work. Mm-mm. I, I don't. I don't care if, if if I don't care if you get a tissue. So that's a hard no for you. You are it's not. Hard, it's a hard so, Tubbs, you sound like you are a maybe, depending on if you can work out the logistics of when, where, um, he can do it. There are some things that I would have to move around in my life to to, to accommodate. Old boy, or if this is a girl, I don't know who. I don't want to be gender specific, but you know it could be a woman. Um, <clears throat> but I'm not. I would say this, I'm not a no. I'm not a yes. I'm somewhere in the middle. There's some things we got to talk about first. Okay, and what I would tell you is, provided you're not doing none of this and my girl is around, yeah, I'm a go. 
Like, yeah, if you're the best guy on the block and this is just what you need to do to be able to help you get over the hump to do an excellent job, yeah, like I'm I'm with it. But, well, but that's, thing, that's me. The other thing I thought about, too, is that when you think about, like, certain, like, artists, like, you know, like, like Kanye's on some other type of shit, but Kanye is an artist, right? So he does things that are quirky and what we would consider weird or off the beaten path. But that's his process to produce his art, right? To be the best. But I'm not asking you to produce no art. I'm just asking you to produce my face. I get it. I get it. Say it again, Denise. I get it. But but, mural you're painting, you just painted some walls. You know what I'm saying? I just, I just want, I just want polyester blue on my walls. You know what I'm saying? No, 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 no. I get that. I get that. But you also want the person who's doing the job to do the best job that they can. And if th- whatever this is, whatever, well, literally whatever this is, is going to get them to be, get the best job to paint on your walls. I'm just saying that I'm not saying no. I'm not saying yes. I just got to vet this a little bit more. Like we got to, we got to talk about some logistics here. <clears throat> that's all. That's all I was saying with the, with the comparison. That's all. So I think we're pretty clear. You are maybe. But you are lean, you are you are leaning yes, but you are maybe. Denise is a hard no. <laughs> Hell to the no. No, 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 no. She is a hard no. I am a yes. Like if that's what you need to do to make it shake, then I'm cool with it, provided, you know, like you're not doing that shit in front of my girl. So all right. So the last question <laughs> you, should, you you should ask dad that question. Dad would yes. <laughs> I would be interested to know what dad would say. You know what? Uh, yeah, I, 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 next time I talk to him, I will ask him. <laughs> I will ask him. This. I will be first of all, for, first of all, just the whole premise of the question. I don't think he can handle the premise of the question. <laughs> He'll probably but, ask you to repeat it. No, uh, yeah, I, I know what I'll do, and then we'll 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 figure it out from there. All right. So the last question is called the desert island. So the context of the question is this. While traveling on business, your spouse, whom you love, is involved in a plane crash over the Pacific Ocean. It is assumed that everyone on board has died. But then the unbelievable happens. It turns out that your spouse has survived. He, she managed to swim to a desert island where he, she lived in a relative comfort with one other survivor they miraculously located most of the air, aircraft supplies on the beach, <clears throat> and the island itself was filled with ample food sources. The two survivors returned home via helicopter, greeted by the public as media sensations. During a press conference, you cannot help but notice that the other survivor physically embodies the type of person to whom your mate is normally attracted. However, the intensity of the event has clearly galvanized the relationship between the two crash victims. They spend most of the interview explaining how they could not have survived without the other person's presence. They explain how they pass the time by telling anecdotes from their respective lives and both admit to having virtually given up on the possibility for rescue. At the end of the press conference, the two survivors share a tearful goodbye hug. It's extremely emotional. 
After the press conference, you are finally reunited with your spouse. He, she embraces you warmly and kisses you deeply. The question is, how long do you wait before asking if he, she was ever unfaithful to you on this island? Did you ever ask? And is it your mate? And if your mate answers yes, would that under those specific circumstances be acceptable? <clears throat> you want to take this one, Denise? Well, I mean, the first thing that came to mind, two things came to mind first. One, that, that Malaysian, that Malaysian plane that went missing. And two, the movie Castaway. The first thing, two things came to mind. Um, I'm happy you're alive. I think it's great. But um, it looks like you and her got a connection. So, I mean, I can dip. <laughs> Given the circumstances, and this person thought they were never going to get back home to see you again, like this was their deal. You, you're like, nope, that's that's a bridge too far. You're out. It's it, it is not. It's not because, like, I mean, they might still really love me or whatever else. But when you go through something like that, the person that you, the person that left your house, is not the person that were that came home. And it's going to be completely different. You're not going to be able to go back to the way it was. And not saying that 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 this person would not have been faithful to me or non-faithful like that to me that's all you know that's all noise at the end of the day the dude that left is not the dude that came back he's a completely different person and his things the things that are important in his life and the things that are important in my life are no longer aligned we can try and work it out that's fine like you know i'd probably go give it what six months to a year maybe if that, but mm -mm. now hold on, wait a second. The question is, because you are going down, excuse me, a certain path. The question is, how long do you wait before asking if he or she was ever unfaithful to you on this island? So, how long do you wait before the ask before you ask the question, or well, do you ever ask the question? I wouldn't ask the question. Because part of the because for me, I, I don't necessarily care to know. If so you did, just assume. So you assume that it happened. I'm assuming. I'm not assuming anything. If it happened, it happened. Y'all okay. were alone. Things happen. Okay. So now, since the answer, so if you ask them, or oh, hold on. So you're saying you would never ask them because that's part of the questions or series of questions. So you're saying you would never ask them. So I don't then, feel the need I should. Okay, so you don't feel the need to should. So you are just going to try to pick up the pieces of your relationship and move on. Right. And if, and if the pieces don't fit back together, then so be it. You go your way, I go mine. No harm, no foul. Okay, because you're different people. Okay. We're different people now. Okay. So... Because it doesn't specify how long of a time frame it was between the time you were gone and the time you came back, right? So, right. so to, to pose the question to you, are you asking Nicole if it ever went down on the island 
uh, or how long do you wait or do you even ask? And if so, um, you know, do you guys try to work it out? If the answer is yes, it went down. That's a tough one. And because I, I, my first thought was kind of to lean Denise's way in a sense, like, you know what? I don't need to know because if you guys had a strong connection and you could see it and I, you know, sometimes people like you just know it, but you just don't have to say it. Mm -hmm. Um, but to know me and her would be as soon as we get in the car, because if the shoe was on the other foot and we get in the car, the first thing she's in my, you fucked her, didn't you? <laughs> right. But, but that's, but, but that's just like who we are. So there's a part of me that sarcastically would be like, you got it in, didn't you? Like just, but, it, but it wouldn't be like a like confrontation. Like I'm mad that you got it in. It would almost be one of those like, Let's just get this out the way. Yeah. Right. So let's get this out the way and then we can, you know, move forward. But I kind of would be more like Denise. Like I would, until you tell me otherwise, definitively tell me otherwise, I would just assume that you did. And to take that a, a, a step further, <clears throat> in that scenario where you didn't think that you were ever going to be rescued or you were ever going to get back, you know, how you took a vow, and that's obviously a serious thing. But how mad could you really be if you're if you're the spouse? Like I think you could be. A, I, I think you could be disappointed, sure. But if this person essentially is your person till the end, because you're stranded, that's all you got. So it's not far fetched for me that you would form. At minimum, a, a emotional relationship with this person, and then if you form an emotional relationship with this person, it's not far fetched that you would form a physical relationship with that person. No, I think I think that's accurate. I, I think that's accurate. What's <clears throat> this question is interesting to me because I just finished um, binging Manifest on Net, on Netflix, and for ooh, those of you ooh, that have not seen. Go ahead. Manifest. Go ahead. So uh, apparently, like no. Apparently, when that guy, when the guy who created Manifest, he had gone to all of the networks back in 2013 to pitch his idea for Manifest, and all of them said no. And then Malaysia Airlines, that that plane went missing. And oh, that's good. Called back. <clears throat> that's good context. Thank you. Yeah, everyone called back and said, "Can I get?" Oh, excuse me. So the context for Manifest, for those that have never seen it, it's on Netflix, is there is a plane that um, through happenstance, these people get on a plane and there is severe turbulence that happens on the plane. But the plane doesn't crash, at least for them. The plane doesn't crash, it's just extreme turbulence, but they land. When they land, it is five years after they took off. Everybody thinks they're dead, but they're really alive. They're all here. But for five years, like, they've been gone. So people have made decisions similar to this question. So that's where my mind goes first. I guess when I think about this question, I think it really depends on how much you love someone. If you love someone enough to be able to look them in the eye and say, 
I forgive you for what you did because you did what you had to do given the circumstances. I think that's a very personal sort of choice. You know, you we all know a lot of people that would be quick to 86 somebody if they took that action. We also know people that would not be quick to 86 anybody given the circumstance. So I really think it depends on who you are as a person and how much you love that person and how much that person loves you. But to answer the question specifically, I struggle with the idea of how long do you wait to ask or if you even ask at all? Because sometimes you don't want the answers to the uh, to the questions that you're asking. True. But, you know what I mean? But I think it's a personal sort of thing. So to go to, Brian, what you said, I would have to think, depending on how long of a time we're talking about, I would have to think that you would have to assume. Like, if you've ever seen Bird Box... Like, oh like Sandra Bullock got it on with old boy because it's like they're the only ones left with sight. This is the only person around and you want that sort of human connection with someone like it's, you know, I, I, I don't know, but um, I think it really just comes down to if you are two people who really love each other, that you know, then maybe you get through it. I guess that's the only way I can really answer this question. I don't know how to answer this question because I've never been in said position before. So I I can't really answer it. Well, I think the other thing too is this isn't a life or death thing in a sense that, hey, we need, you know, this, you know, like in my instance, like some dudes forcing my wife, okay, you need to have sex with me or, you know, you're going to die. It's not one of those situations. This is truly of free will. So you're choosing to do this or subconsciously, there, like I said, there's going to be an emotional attack. So like you're there and you're doing it, but you're not being forced. And I think that's something also to consider as well. You're doing this of your own volition. Well, true, but I think you're also doing it because at this point you've reached a mental state where you're saying, I'm never going home. They're never going to find us. My spouse has moved on. Like, my wife, you know what I mean? My husband has moved on. And because of that, I'm not really married because they're going to declare me dead at this point. No, you don't get declared dead. You know, is that seven years? Yeah, but even so, okay, fine. Let's say it's ten yeah. years. All right. We, we know it, it, we, so you know. In my so you know, extrapolate this. I'm the only one that's married of us. But let's say I, you know, that happens. Who'd rub it in, Brian? You know, Jeez. I, well, you know, you I'm guys just fucking with you. It. I don't really care. You guys are working on it. Um, so I'm um, not. But you know, we move on, and you know, I find somebody else, and then all of a sudden, she shows up at the doorstep, like, you know. That's an, I mean, that's an awkward conversation. That's a question in itself. Like, what do you do at that point? Like, that's an awkward question. Because you, let's say I married somebody else. Okay, well, I'm death do us part to the current person. But I also promise that to the person who's standing on my doorstep right now. And that's so, why I thought about, that's why I thought about the movie Castaway. Because that's exactly what happens. I was going to say, yeah, Denise, that, that was my thought as well. Is, is Tom Hanks shows up years later she completely, and, and you couldn't blame her for that. Like, like. 
we didn't think you was coming back, which is the whole premise of Manifest. Like, what do you mean? You've been gone for five years. So, like, I'm not sure, like, you know what I mean? Like, I just think it takes a level of compassion and uh, and understanding. And this is a really tricky question. You know what I mean? But to answer the question specifically, I would just assume that it went down. And yes. I, I don't know that I would ask the question. I would just assume that given an extreme circumstance like that, an intense emotional experience is going to bring people closer together. I'm just going to assume that it went down. I, I, I think the question is, depending on how long time lapsed between the time you left and the time you came back, we're fundamentally different people, Denise, to your point. Mm-hmm. So, so is it realistic we could put this back together? Yeah, it's realistic, but I don't want to shortchange the difficulty of actually doing the work. Exactly. Well, I think, well, I think there's two things. One, I think either way it goes, whenever, you know, the person shows up, you probably should probably go seek some therapy in general, because there's probably going to be some things y'all need to sort out. Yeah. Um, But I would also think too, that let's say, you know, over time, your interactions with that person, once they come back, I would think naturally that person's eventually going to talk about their time there. And so eventually it might come out, but I think in that setting, it's going to come out in its own time. They're going to talk about it when they're ready. Like similar to, and I, well, I don't want to say similar to because it's not maybe apples to apples, obviously, but like people who fight in the military, right? They go off, they go overseas. When they come back, you know, they might talk about it, but they're going to talk about it in their own time. They're not going to talk about it like, oh, really? So how was Iraq? Like, what was it like? Yeah. What's, the, what's the cuisine? Like, you know, nobody's going to really be like that. Eventually, those people have to talk about it in their own time when it, when it's comfortable for them. And so I yeah. think somewhat similarly, I think in that type of traumatic experience, if the person's going to talk about it, they might talk about it as time goes on, but they're not going to, be, as soon as you slam the door, okay, let me tell you about yeah, da, 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 da. Like, I think it's just going to happen organically. Yeah. Yeah, I think I I, I think that's accurate. Um, I think that's the way the way it's going to go down. So, all right, guys. Well, so with that, that was our uh, first take at um uh, these hypothetical questions that that Chuck Klosterman has. So we, well, I've got I've got more coming. So I I figured this was a good way to. Um, sort of test the waters. This was this was really good. So, what I would ask is that um, if you guys really enjoyed this, or if you didn't like it, but if you really enjoyed it, make sure to email the pod at talltattededucated at gmail dot com and let us know what you think. Um, so, with that, um, Brian, Denise, any, any uh, parting last words for you guys before we sign off? Eat your vegetables. Uh, my parting shot would be um, just be better than the average version of yourself. <laughs> and honestly, we should all aspire to be better than the average version of ourselves simply because we might get called to the Hunger Games. And um, well, then don't let other people because, pour in your house. Hey, well, I don't know that it matters because we're rolling the dice and we're just going to take the random person. We're just going to roll the dice and do it. But um, but yes, you should always aspire to be better than the average version of yourself. Um, so with that, appreciate you guys checking us out and, um, we'll highlight you guys next time. All right. Peace. Bye. Thanks for having us. Peace.